0: good morning good afternoon and good evening everybody welcome back to another edition of their story matches right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com i'm your host sarah troy and my guest today is michael fisher the homeless and voting This is something that um, is maybe a crisis at the present moment. He is a homeless expert, a community advocate, president of New York Central Park South Civic Association. He discusses um, the crisis level of the homeless epidemic and uh, how the numbers are really getting up there with the Great Depression and we're probably going to see them go up even more. And how do we get people to vote when they're homeless, you know, it's um, They don't have an address. Uh, They probably don't know a lot what's going on. Don't know where to go. Do they have identification and why is it so important that we actually get them to vote right now. And there are 7000 people in Seattle that lack shelter. We're going to see those numbers rise um, as as time goes on. This is a crisis right now. This pandemic. It's not just a crisis of health, but it's a crisis of economics, as a political crisis. It's a humane crisis, and the people that suffer the most are those that are homeless, because they seem to be dismissed, dismissed, and um, not counted in many ways. And every single one of us can be homeless at any time, right, Michael?
1: That's absolutely true. I mean, a lot of people who end up on the streets, unfortunately, are people that go through personal crises in their lives. I mean, the uh, Coronavirus that's hit uh, the world uh, has impacted a lot of families where they can't afford to pay their rent, they can't afford food. Um, and eventually, potentially, they're going to be thrown out of their houses or they're, they're uh, not paying their mortgages will be thrown out. So it's a terrible crisis. And it could happen to anybody ending up on the streets, uh, where they get so mentally ill over it uh, maybe become alcoholics or drug addicts or just need to be medicated uh, that uh, they don't know what to do and unfortunately in the united states of america uh, we just really don't have programs in place that address these issues like they should
0: um well if you know if a statement that uh, people who die in wars are losers what is the opinion of people who are homeless you know and You know, a lot of the time people look at them. Oh, why can't they just go and get a job? They're just being lazy. And it's not a case of that. A, where are the jobs right now? Uh, B, it's very hard to get a job if you don't have a roof over your head. And, you know, what are you doing if you can't take care of yourself physically or if you're hungry? um, Or if you have children to look after? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, this is a no blame and should be a no shame situation.
1: I was uh, I was having a conversation with a couple on the street and they happen to be drug addicts, but they're trying to get themselves off the drugs. And I asked the woman, I said, why can't you find a job? And she said, because I don't have an address. Right. When I apply for a job. They won't hire me. Mm -hmm. So there's just I really I hate to play the blame game, but I really blame our government. They're doing just a terrible job, terrible, terrible job in really addressing the issues with the homeless. And I think it's this homeless crisis is just is way over their heads. They just don't know what to do. Uh, the only thing, they, they, the only thing they see fit to do is take that big giant checkbook out and write checks for programs that just fail the homeless, right. don't do anything.
0: And really what they really need. I mean, we're going into winter. They need shelter. They need shelter. They need food. They need stability. Yeah, and and of course, there aren't the jobs out there. You know, I know that there's a lot of people that are transitioning into more tech jobs, which means that they need a computer if they're going to work from home, they need a home in order to work from home. Uh, You know, a lot of the time, it's not a question of they don't want to work or they don't want to belong. It's just that a what is out there and b how do you do it literally, you know, from the streets.
1: Well, the majority Quite a few of the homeless people on the streets are mentally ill. Mm -hmm. They're just not mentally ready to really work. In most cases, they need help. And what the government I know in in many cities, Seattle and, you know, California, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, is they do provide some sort of of, um, shelter, but it's really not designed to really help them get out of the problem. We need to create modern rehabilitation facilities um, and we don't have to do it as as expensive as they want to do it. Like, for example, in California, they're they're putting people in very, very expensive hotels. And at that rate, you know, these cities can go bankrupt. Uh, There's plenty of uh, military bases that are no longer military bases. They're empty. You could use those types of buildings. There's plenty of land owned by federal and state governments, empty buildings that we could use to create modern rehabilitation facilities. To actually help these folks, help them in, in many cases get back on their feet, mm-hmm. uh, job training, and potentially get into affordable housing. Now there are a lot of people that can't be helped; they just right. can't. No matter what you do, you're not going to help them. But we should have; they shouldn't be on the streets. Mm-hmm. They should be in you know in special types of housing where they can be helped and uh, and not left to die on the streets. I mean, right. people that are on the streets, uh, unfortunately, are left to die. They they have a much shorter lifespan. Uh, a lot of them commit suicide. Uh, their, their immune systems are just very weak, especially during the coronavirus, so a lot of them catch the virus. It's a very, very sad state of affairs, and for whatever reason, um, in, in all these major cities around the country, the the governors, the mayors, they, they, they want to spend billions of dollars. I know, for example, in New York City, they spend over $3 billion a year on these very, very expensive buildings uh, that, they, that they rent out. And uh, the the only people that benefit are the the landlords of these buildings that mm-hmm. are very expensive, the companies, the outside companies they hire to manage these buildings, are just, they spend millions and millions of dollars on. And the homeless people, a lot of them don't even want to go in the shelters, into these shelters because they're afraid of getting beat up or robbed. Yes. So you know, and the, and the politicians gain something too because they gain support financially. Yeah. You know, uh so it, it it helps everybody but but actually the homeless. It's right. a very sad state of affairs. Yeah.
0: Um I'm here in uh on Victor in Vancouver Island, Victoria, BC, just across the water from Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, since obviously the pandemic and and the not being able to be inside, we're seeing exactly how many homeless are out there. In tent cities that have just opened up everywhere. And then they moved them into hotels that were no longer in business because they crashed and burned as mm-hmm. As well and and the problem is they just put them in there with no help no support no supervision and we're seeing them trash that we're seeing you know one guy who's homeless left it and said i don't feel safe there. there there's drug lords going on there's violence going on and the thing is it's all very well you know, giving them shelter, giving them, uh, you know, this. But what about the support? We're dealing with mental illness. We're dealing with um, with addiction, um, and at the present moment, with in the entire heightened state of the world right now, this is an even more strain upon their entire psyche. So it's it's not just putting them in and saying, "Oh, look, they're in a hotel; they're being taken care of." Where are the social workers? Where's the support? You know, um. You know, it's just missing.
1: <laughs> you know, unfortunately, the politicians just feel that the homeless can't be helped. I mean, I know that in uh, many cities throughout, most cities throughout the United States, um, they just leave them on the streets and they're pretty much like if they want to stay on the streets, let them stay on the streets. They have a right to stay on the streets and that's it. Uh, the court granted them the right to stay on the street. The ACLU uh, uh, challenged all the major cities and basically said, uh, one in the court, and the court basically said that they, a homeless person can stay on the street unless they're a danger to themselves and a danger to other people. So they're, they're, they, they want to stay on the streets, they can. Now, I ask myself this question every day. I go, why do politicians want them to stay on the streets if they want to stay there? Most of them can't help themselves. Right. Most of them don't even know what they're doing. You know, yeah. So they're not in a position to make those decisions for themselves. So I, say, I say to myself, why do they allow this? Because it's the easy way out. That's yeah. why. It's, it's easy for them to write these big checks for these expensive hotels or buildings throw them in there, Mm. you know, uh, get rid of them, as they say. Out of
0: sight, out of mind. Right. Yeah. But
1: the thing that they're doing, which I think is is dangerous, is that uh, in a lot of cases, a lot of the the homeless are drug addicts and they drop them into these hotels, into these communities where people just don't get a chance to even learn anything about it and they drop them in the communities. And uh, and so what happens is they leave the hotels they're doing drugs right on the street right there. They're doing things in the street, which they shouldn't be doing. They're defecating in the streets, urinating in the streets. You know, you're, you're talking about kids. You're talking about, you know, mothers that are taking their kids outside or their dogs for a walk and um, and fathers, of course. And, you know, you see an uptick in crime in these communities. It's not fair to the people who live in the communities or the businesses. And it's not fair to the homeless people yep. that are in these areas. They need help. And our government is just comp- the governments are completely just abandoning them for whatever reason and when you complain to the government about what they're doing they, they say you're a racist which I, I don't know where that comes from but it's an excuse says,
0: just paint it you know with that and um anything that they can get out of actually doing anything they'll point the finger at the you know any anything you know it's also this constant um in do you remember flash on a site, you get to a site and all you have is flash, flash, flash and you can't even see what's going on on the site. In many ways, you know, that's what they're doing. They're turning your attention to something else because they want to avoid doing anything with that. Uh, it's not sexy um, it's not uh, flashy in any way. And of course, with an election coming up. Right. They don't want to put any emphasis on that whatsoever because, you know, they want the people, the rich and everything else to get out there and vote. They don't want the, the homeless vote uh, because they might vote a different way. <laughs> so,
1: well, you know, I, I think they actually would vote a different way because I don't think that they like the way they're being treated at all. Exactly, exactly. Being in a horrible way and disrespectful way. I mean, to be homeless on the street is the worst, it's the worst thing to have to go through. I was talking to a gentleman on the street um, who is who's homeless and uh, he, he too, like the young lady I spoke to, is a drug addict. And, and I walked up, I said, why are you looking, actually you look really good today. He goes, he goes, I'm trying. He goes, uh, I just found some, you know, somebody who took me in to a half ha- for housing. He goes, I'm trying to get off the drugs. I'm trying to get my life in order. And uh, so, and I said, well, I have to tell you, you look great. You really do. And uh, I've actually bought him food and stuff. I mean, I won't give him money because unfortunately he'll use yeah. it to buy drugs. And he knows that a lot of people know that. But, uh, so that's a nice situation now, for every one of those situations, you've got a 100 where, you know, they're just completely way out there in left field, and uh, they don't know what's going on, they're, they're on the streets, and the government just says, leave them there. Mm. And um, they really make up, you know, unfortunately, they're, you know, there's a lot of garbage that they leave on the streets, they're yeah. defecating and, and all of that stuff, and, you know, it's, it's not a good situation for them. And it's not a good situation it's a sad situation i mean if if the majority of them were mentally ill and knew what was going on they themselves would just feel just horrible about it right they just want to be, be in, a, in that type of situation and yet, our government uh, the u.s government just doesn't understand that they don't get it which i don't understand why don't like
0: <laughs> well <laughs> if it's not self-serving <laughs> it's not going to be addressed um you know homelessness now is is growing everywhere in the world because of the economic situation and people losing homes and jobs and everything else and we're going to see more families out there and now yeah. you know the families are, are, are you know um are just literally desperate to have a roof over the head and a job um, mm-hmm. and now you know mixed in with the street violence and the drugs and everything else which can be extremely scary and it's uh, these are our vulnerable people, um, the people that are drug addicts. They, they didn't get up one morning and go, "I'm going to be a drug addict," and yeah. live on the streets. You know, there's circumstances that put them there. Um, how many um, of our veterans do we see on the streets with post-traumatic stress, just thrown away? It's
1: Not that difficult to end up on the street.
0: No, it's not that
1: it isn't to go through an emotional crisis in, in your life. Where, you know, one thing after the other just takes you down, you lose your job, yeah. your spouse leaves you, With the, they take the kids or, you know, we're both of you are together and you both lose your jobs and you don't know what to do, where the food's coming from next. And you see your kids going through this and, you know, you, you get in such a uh, difficult emotional scenario that you don't know what to do. And then one thing leads to another, and you get you potentially get mentally ill. I mean, a lot of people don't realize being an alcoholic is mental is mental illness.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Being yeah. a drug addict is mental illness. Yes, as well. So people have to understand that that a lot of these crises lead people into those situations, and uh, our government has absolutely no passion. I think the attitude of the government is no just, so just, compassion. Yeah, yeah, right. Just get rid of it. Let them stay on the streets, or we'll, we'll throw them into shelters, or we'll put them into these hotels, and let's just do, you know, get rid of them
0: away, from. out of sight, out of mind, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's exactly what it is, and it's, it's really very sad, and I see it going on all over. I know in, in my city, in New York City, I see it all over the place. I mean, you, you watch these people on the streets, and they just, they don't know what to do. I mean, they're, and, and a lot of them are so mentally ill that, you know, you can't even have a conversation with them. They really, they're crying out for help, and so if somebody if the government walks up and says we'd like to take you off the street and help you and they say no they just leave them. Yeah. I've never seen anything like this before. It's crazy. It makes yeah. no sense.
0: I've interviewed a lot of veterans, and one of the things that I really, really admire about them is that when they came back, they were all in some form of post-traumatic stress and, and felt that they, the help wasn't there. Um, and so what they, they did is they formed their own organizations to help each other because they understood what they were going through and uh, through various programs and various things help them get work or just simply you know, stabilize into a, a way of wanting to live for a start. Right. When you're on the street, I've lived out of my car for about five months and I didn't have any insurance on the car, so down side streets trying to park so I wouldn't get noticed. And it was because of an investment I'd made that went sideways and it was one of those circumstances. And, uh, you know, you're already in a spiral down and the emotions are there and it's very very hard to think straight or, or to look at anything rational when you are in extremely high stress and we've got to understand the people on the street has at some point you know come to that crossroads where they're extremely high stress don't know where to go feeling hopeless feeling helpless and feeling alone because nobody seems to be there to help them
1: and it's a terrible thing to go through and a lot of people end up committing suicide over it yes. and they just can't deal with it and that's it. And there our government is, you know, acting like they know all the answers with that big fat checkbook. big fat Well, checkbook. I
0: mean, that's if they do the checkbook, because, you know, we're not seeing that checkbook really used too much, you know, maybe on, you know, the poster thing, you know, or the look at the hotel that we're putting them in. And then when you come down to the nitty gritty of everyday help, and the support that is needed out there is the big fat checkbook being um, opened or is it just flash, you know, um, to to make it look like they're doing something.
1: I think a little bit of each. I mean, I, we do see a lot of spending. We just we don't understand what they're spending it on. Right. You know, they're not prioritizing how to spend it in a way that's the most productive. I think that the United States government and the, all the major cities need to get together and have a summit and have a discussion over this. We need to figure out a way to deal with the, this problem uh, in the United States. And it's a global problem, obviously. Yeah. But uh, we need to find a way to deal with it. And nobody seems to want to do that. I, try, I was looking at trying to get a summit together. And then we had the crisis. Mm. So you know, the corona crisis took precedence over, you know, a summit. Uh, but you know, because it was really starting to get bad in New York City. I mean, we have you know, homeless that are living in subway cars,
0: you mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. have them living in Penn Station, Grand Central Station, and you know, the numbers, you know, 60,000 last year, now they say 70 000 to 80,000, and potentially maybe a 100,000.
0: Yeah, and with of- winter coming, where are they going to go now?
1: Well, they can go to shelters, overnight shelters. Not Uh, if they if they
0: have a pet, and so many of them have dogs because that's their lifeline. They will go. A lot of them are going to stay
1: in the streets. They're going to go into the subway cars. They're going to go into the uh, the buses, and so on and so forth. What does that? What good does that do? Mm -hmm. In in the year, you know, 2020, as a society, we shouldn't have people living on the streets. No. There's so many possibilities to help them by creating these modern facilities to help these people and yet nobody wants to get involved and do it. And it doesn't make any sense to me. You have, and part of it is because politicians, it, this is a process that's gonna take a long time. And they're We're yes. in the office for four years, eight years, they're out. You know, it's just, it's too difficult to deal with. So they don't, they just don't bother with it.
0: Yeah, and, and it, you know, it's, it, as you said, it's something that really they have to get into and have to, they have to have some compassion for. And, you know, one of the things we're not necessarily seeing with certain politicians is the word compassion.
1: There isn't. And, you know, the sad thing is, is 80, 90 percent of the, the people that are homeless are minorities. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, we really need to address that problem because it is a problem there. We need to try to help them, help them re- get rehabilitated, get into a job. A lot of them we could get into a job. I mean, yes. look, if you get 30 or 40 percent of them or maybe 50 or 60 percent of them back into a job. I mean, think how much that would improve the quality of their lives. And yet the government says ah, they want to be on the streets. There's nothing we can do to help them. And that's just so bogus. I, yeah. I, it's just a lame excuse for being a lazy politician
0: uh, yeah, um, so the vote needs to happen right now. every single living soul needs to get out there. You're already seeing a tidal wave in uh, in the states are so trying to block voting um, and you know because everybody knows because change is needed desperately. Um, how do you approach the homeless and, and say to them, we need your vote? Um, you know, this, they are surviving every day, every moment, moment to mm-hmm. moment. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they feel the politicians don't care and what the next politician probably won't care because it feels like no politician ever care. Well, so, where's the incentive? Their,
1: I think that, you know, unfortunately, I think they love to use the homeless to, you know, buy their vote, which yeah. we've happened. We saw it happen in California. And in some other markets, where, where they're actually trying to get them, to, you know, to sign uh, these pieces of paper to, to get to vote. But uh, what we should be doing is uh, we should be getting voting booths brought into shelters. Yeah. And give them, you know, the opportunity to register and to vote. That's what we should be doing. But they should vote on their own, not being told who to vote. For. Right. Just be, you know, educated on, you know, what the politicians stand for. What's their, What have they done with the homeless? Populations and so on and so forth, and then uh, give them a chance to vote. I mean, they have every right to speak as anybody else to be heard. Yes. They have every right to be heard just like anybody else. And of course, I don't see these booths being brought into the shelters. You know, they're, they're again, the politicians are just, you know, looking for the easy way out. They don't want to, you know, handle the problems. Um, and I guess if there's a way for them to do it illegally to get a, a free vote, they'll do that. But yes. that's a sad thing. To use a homeless person who's suffering and struggling right now to steal a vote from them, you know, maybe giving them in California they were giving them a dollar or two dollars, you know, for the votes. And and for that to happen it's just, just totally sad. And criminal. Yeah. Politics, yeah. Just, it's uh, yeah they're just sad it's sad when you see these things happen it's yeah. taking
0: advantage of people that are already down and you a- know we-
1: a- absolutely absolutely it is and you know they're just knocking them down even further i mean it's ridiculous um you know i i, I always try I, you know when i'm walking in the streets i look at the homeless and i try to speak to a lot of them and it's, it's just a very sad i mean i wouldn't want to be in that situation and if i was i would hope that somebody would help me i would hope that my government would help me get me you know rehabilitated and and help me to get back on my feet again yeah and not just say here's a shelter if you want to stay stay if you don't stay in the street right stay at the shelter maybe you'll get robbed oh well it's terrible maybe you'll get beat up it happens but it's a terrible situation
0: it's it feels like for them uh you know like a no a no win situation a couple of people i've interviewed in the past one of them for about 10 years was buying the signs of the people who were saying i'm hungry etc and he said i'm not going to give you money i'll buy your sign off you and eventually in new york actually had an art gallery of all of the signs bringing awareness to the homeless and uh, has ended up touring the country and everything else it did be, it became a life of its own another guy it said that he used to walk past a homeless woman every day to work and one day decided to sit down and have a chat with her and he now has been allowed into that circle because they're not going to let everyone in they're very mistrust distrusting and he writes a blog every day on what's going on in their life and he's written a couple of books with their stories these are people these are I human would, beings that I have would, a that story.
1: Would. One day, I, I occasionally I'll have a cigar. I was walking. I, had, I like it when I do smoke a cigar, I'll smoke maybe a little bit better cigar. And I had a couple of cigars in my pocket, and a homeless guy walks up. He goes, Can I have a cigar? <laughs> and I spent a few bucks on this. Yes, you can. And I cut it for him, lit it up for him, and he loved it. Yeah. I, was, I was in my car once, and a homeless gentleman, I'm at a light, and a, and a homeless guy walks up. He goes, Can I have that cigar, please? And I was the only one I had, and I said, All right, but hold on a second. So I clipped the part where I was smoking. And then I lit it up and gave it to him. I mean, I I lit it up while he had it, and he was the happiest guy in the world. But you know, when you can try to help people on the streets, it's a good thing. But none of what I do there really helps them. I mean, we need our government to step in and start doing the right things. We have plenty of money. Yeah. Our world has plenty of money to help these people.
0: Well, yes. What's I mean, you know, uh, if a little bit of the 1% started doing some trickle down, you know, there is plenty of money. If we stop spending money on war planes and, and mm-hmm. creating more wars that take billions and billions of dollars and actually put it invested into the people of your country, um, we wouldn't have so much anger, we wouldn't so much have so much division, and we certainly wouldn't have so much poverty or homelessness. I mean, how many people are literally one check away from the street
1: quite a few people quite a few people right now you can't evict people it doesn't look good and in some cases it's illegal but there's going to come a time when they can and there's going to be thousands and thousands yeah. of people that are going to be on the streets and what's really sad about it is you're gonna have kids on the streets. yes it's mean, excusable yes it's inexcusable. we should be spending the time right now to start investigating where we can put these people where it's safe for them and um, safe for the communities, safe for everybody and you know look at ways to take care of them um, you, we were talking about you know creating jobs and everything. I know that Amazon was talking about um, an Amazon and Microsoft and some of the other companies what we can do is we can create you know some shelters for these people and I'm thinking to myself you guys are better at creating jobs right Stick the creating jo- create jobs for these people help them help get them rehabilitated. Help create jobs for them. That's what I like to say.
0: Yeah, there is an organization, I think it's called freecodecamp.org. A gentleman came on and he said, this is not my organization, but I'm just supporting it because for so many people who can't get out and do the physical jobs anymore, they literally train people to do coding uh, at whatever level you can do and they said there's so many jobs out there that are needed in the coding world right now and you know for a lot of people that job is gone you know it may never come back it's certainly not going to be back for a while uh what about the retraining everybody wants to step up and have a purpose and have a job except for of course if you are in in a total mental distress then you don't even know really from one day to the other many many a time but most people just want to have the dignity of a job so let's create training let's help people you know get off the street and find housing how i mean let's look at europe i mean they seem to do it better and why aren't we learning why aren't we looking at them and going you know they've got a good program there look at their rate of homelessness compared to here and here we're just you know pushing it under the carpet no 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 don't look at that look at this over here much prettier and we we can't throw human beings away like this
1: No, it's a disaster, sad.
0: But if you've got a government that the word compassion doesn't even come into it, you've got a government that is so me, myself, and I, so narcissistic, and so greedy, and so power-hungry, where everything is the spotlight on them, 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 and, and just thousands upon thousands of lies, how is anybody going to do anything with the current government?
1: We're not. Yep. The problem is going to continue to go onward and onward, but people need to step up. People need to volunteer their time. People need to protest. Yes, they get people out there protesting the, uh, the government and letting the government know we don't approve of the way they're handling things. That's what we need to do. But unfortunately, people won't do it.
0: Well, I mean, look what they do with the protesters, even if they're peaceful. They'll be allowed bring out the militants, start throwing gas and everything else. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course, if it's done in a democratic state, then the militants are even more violent. Um, in a, from a, you know, from a, a spectator point of view of looking in at America, I have to say that, you know, I have to be physically mindful of not to be in despair of what's going on over there, because we're seeing such division and such hate rhetoric coming up, uh, which leads to violence and uh, lack of conscience, and most certainly there isn't seems to be ever ounce of common sense anywhere. And we're seeing it rather like a tornado gathering and gathering and gathering into a hysteria. What is going to break that hysteria?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I just think that, um, well, I mean, I think that we all have to have, I think the thing about What's going on in our country is people just don't sit down and have talks. Like racism, no. racism right. is a conversation that we should all have conversations about and talk about it, and uh, and try to understand it better. and And people need to be better educated about it. I think that every child should go through, you know, different types of uh, courses addressing racism yes. and addressing the history of people, and so they have so they actually understand what different you know groups of people went through in their lives throughout mm. history. And we don't do that at all really in our education. And I think that people who are guilty of, you know, committing what I call racist crimes, where they say terrible things, or mm-hmm. maybe into a fight with somebody, you know, because they don't like the color of their skin or whatever. I think these people need to, you know, take these courses and, um, and they need to do community time in areas, you know, where there are minorities to get a better understanding of them so that they're not so angry. Because there's just so many angry people out there now. It's scary. But what i
0: don't understand is why are you so fearful why are you so fearful of a person of color why are you so f- fearful of somebody that's a blue state why are you so fearful of the opposite sex it seems to be you know we know that there's buttons being pushed yeah. and excuse the expression but the shit has been stirred and and people are buying it and it's you know like with the q on. I don't understand, you know, the, the, the things that they come up with. As I said right now, if a, if a movie producer or director or whatever said, this is the plot for a movie. Now there's a pandemic and there's a president who doesn't care about the people and there's this and there's that all going on in the same year. They go, oh, no, nobody will buy that. Right. We, it's so hard to buy what is going on right yeah, now.
1: If we, if, there was a, if we saw a movie like what's going on right now, I think we'd be, all be scared and say, thank God it's not happening to us.
0: Exactly, exactly. And, and, and we wouldn't believe that it could be possibly true. That wouldn't be allowed. Well, let's look at the things that we can see the things open up front with this government of yours right now in America. Of the things that they're doing, the lies that they're saying—you know, one mouth, two mouths, both saying something different and then denying it—we've seen that they have absolutely zero compassion for anyone that basically is of any color or any poverty, uh, and and if they can't benefit from somebody financially, they don't want to know. If they can't benefit from somebody for the ego, they don't want to know, and they're willing. To throw away their people just for the spotlight on and on their greed and it just is despairing to see but you know a saying was given to me a couple of years ago that the universe is here to shake us up to wake us up for us to step up and change it up and if we're not being shaken up right now i don't know what the hell's going on but we're being asked to step up and if we don't like what the government is doing then step up protest protest, start of movement, I, believe in it, you
1: protesting. Know? I think protesting is the greatest thing. And, you know, in America, we're able to protest and we're able to say what's on our mind. I think it's the greatest thing. And I think the other thing is this big talking to people. Yes. You
0: know, Open if you're conversations. A white person,
1: talk to people with color. Yes. Get to know them. Have yes. conversations. Talk about racism. Yeah. Talk about things that we all have in common and some of the things that are going on. We need to have these conversations. And unfortunately, people don't, people are afraid to have these conversations. I have these conversations all the time with people of color, all the time. We talk about racism, we talk about what's going on in the country. And, you know, I learn a lot, they learn a lot. These are great conversations to have. They're empowering,
0: aren't they? They make people feel less hopeless and feel like, okay, you feel the same way, but now what can we do about it? You know, I have a new word. Actionism is the new activism. Activism is talking and ranting and raving about it. Actionism is doing something about it. What Education.
1: can you do? Education. Yeah. You know, kids might, you, know, you might grow up in a household where your parents are bigots, right? Yeah. So that's what you learn. So we need to educate these kids. We need to assume that every household is going to have a certain amount of racism in it. Right. So you, you educate these kids, you put them through courses, you teach them about, you know, all the different, you know, the people that are out there in the world. And, uh, and so they can learn about different cultures, mm-hmm. and and learn about the, how much we actually have in common. Yes, we, we all have so much in common. Yeah, as a no matter what who you are, no matter what color you are, we all have so much in common, and we need to share that, as opposed to the other way around, which is being ignorant and stupid, and you know, and blaming everybody else, and being a racist. I see racism all the time, and I call people out on it yeah. all the time.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, the cowardly act of the KKK, you know, hiding underneath sheets. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. you haven't even got the dignity to face somebody head on.
1: They're and disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, and it's don't uh, this world for hatred.
0: Right. No.
1: For, for, for animals like that, those are animals. Well,
0: I'm sorry, you're doing animals an injustice. We're seeing the animal work,
1: you know, teaching
0: humans how to be compassionate. You're
1: right. I always say animals are, I always say like dogs are nicer than human beings.
0: Oh, (laughs) oh, hell of a lot. Yes. So you're right. I
1: should not say the word animals. I should say that they're, they're so far down there that, you know, the devil, how about we call them the devil?
0: Well, you know what? They haven't ignited the heart. You cannot be in a heart space in a caring space, in, in a space of kindness and compassion and knowingly do harm to anyone else. You can't. Now, we can disagree 100% with what the politics is doing right now, and we not like the people for, for what they're doing because we feel they're certainly not doing it from any space of heart. They're doing it from their own selfish agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can hold them accountable for that, but the moment you step into hate, you lose the love. And so, you know, we have to do things from a loving state. and. Hold Hold people accountable.
1: Yes, We have to but, hold each other accountable.
0: Yes. Oh, when yes. Somebody
1: somebody else, we stop them. Yes, that's that's what we need to do. And when somebody's doing those things, we make sure we put them through training and courses. We, yeah. teach, we teach them not to be hate, hateful. That's what we have to do.
0: But but you've got a hateful leader, who who loves hate rhetoric. You know, I, I remember the statement that he said to his people i could go out and shoot someone right now and you would still love me
1: that was terrible
0: i I mean it's it's every single thing he does towards people is demeaning even his own followers it is so demeaning and so degrading and so you know in the past any politician doing that would have lost their job and what we don't understand from the rest of the world point of view is why is he still in power
1: well, there's an election coming up, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yes, I'm praying. I'm praying. <laughs> I'm praying. <laughs> I, I, as we think about the blue cove for the dolphins, I'm thinking about blue states <laughs> for America. And and that's not going to be the be-all and the end-all answer, but at yeah. least it's a shift, right, where we can start fixing things.
1: Well, no matter who's in power, we need these people to step up to the plate and start addressing the, the, the thing, this ugly virus called racism. Yeah. Because it's very evil and cruel, and, and it's just horrible. And a so,
0: license to kill, as we have seen.
1: Yeah, Unfortunately, but yep. nobody gets up and addresses it. Nobody no. talks about it. No. It's sort of like people are afraid to talk about it. And I don't understand. why. Well, I talk about it all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't have... Humor I'm, shows on this.
1: <laughs> but I'm comfortable with myself and who I am. Yes. And, and I feel the need, we need to talk about it. Yeah. How are we
0: going to resolve it if we don't talk about it? How are we going to bring it to the forefront? This is a system that is wrong, right? How are we going to put it right? Are we going to point to the government and say, you put it right? Well, we know they're not going to, not unless we demand that they do, which means that we, the citizens of our state, of our city, of our countries, have to step up and say, we are holding you accountable. What are you doing for the people without a voice? because the homeless people don't have a voice their voice is dismissed yeah.
1: they, you know what though when you see them sitting out on the laying in the streets that's their voice mm. and everybody turns their heads and everybody yeah. just says you know we don't want them there but nobody talks about solutions and that's the scary part about it yeah we talk about well we, you know well let's get them out let's just shove them somewhere else
0: yeah we'd be out of sight like out of out. sight yeah
1: but that's not the way to do it. We yeah. need to actually have solutions. We need to come up with ways to, to handle the homeless crisis, to help them in a way that gets them on back on their feet and into jobs and into affordable housing programs. Which there's no reason why we can't create those programs. Right,
0: and if they need mental help, getting them the help they need, and some, you know, are at a point of no return. Yeah, you know, I mean that is just the way it is but you can still safeguard them you can still be there for them you know they're not going to turn around and come back but what you don't want them to be is a a detriment to themselves or anybody else around them so you know for that is kind of the monitoring but for others if there is a way of helping them and of course you're going to have to want to be helped in order for Mm -hmm. someone to come along and help you that has to be there but you know we're seeing we're seeing here so many organizations struggling 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 with the homeless situation and again throwing them in hotels but where are the social workers and you know this defunding of the police I think it's refunding we should be looking at, not defunding, is that the police have been taught to be militants, to go in and presume everybody is is evil and shoot them. The autistic people, the people that have dementia, anybody of color, yeah. um, you know, we're seeing this brutal... Um, and, and after George was killed, you're still seeing cops going around shooting black people. And it's like, have you not learned anything? Do you not watch the news?
1: I, I you know, can't figure that out.
0: You know, it's, I, I, have you no shame. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, can't, I can't figure that whole thing out. But just, you know, when you see that, I mean, if you got to shoot somebody, maybe just make it a very minimal shot. Don't seven Seven
0: shots in the back of a guy's bag as he's trying to get you into the car with his kids.
1: You shouldn't be, you just. we shouldn't be shooting these people to begin with. Right. And, but but you shouldn't be shooting to kill them. Right. I don't understand that
0: if you are so fearful as a cop to go and shoot somebody in the back, then you shouldn't be a cop. You are not fit to be a cop emotionally.
1: Well, I think I think what they should be doing is going through a lot of the police records to see who has a history of violence and get rid of them. You know, you got to get rid of people like that. I mean, we need to be police need to be compassionate at all times. And there's a lot of people that just have uh, mental problems. Yes. And that's yes. I mean, happened And to have to deal with that. But, you know, shooting somebody 10 times or 15 times or, you know, sitting on their neck and suffocating. Yeah. I have to tell you, I had tears in my eyes. Yeah. Every time I saw that, it just, I mean, how, how could somebody be so cruel and mean? And
0: they're, and they're being filmed unapologetic, all of them kneeling on him. He's gasping for breath and As they don't, don't do give like a damn. They don't That's give that. a damn. I'm wearing the uniform. I can do what I want.
1: I gotta tell you, if I was there and i I'm, and I can tell you, I'm just the kind of person that I just, I'll do something. I'll step yeah. in and do something if I have to. Yeah. If I was there, I would have stepped in. I mean, I would have seen that and known right off the bat it was wrong.
0: Yeah, but uh, you know, the people that were filming that were watching were black and they knew that the guns would come out and shoot them, you know, and, and however right, they cleaned it, right? right. You no, know, I was talking
1: to a couple of my friends who were black right. and they said, Mike, if we, if I was there and saw it and did something, they would shoot me.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: It's
0: horrible. You know, it, it's, 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 you know, uh, yeah. The Trevor Noah, you know, wrote a book, "Born a Crime," because he was born black and white in South Africa. But when you think about it, being black in America is perceived a crime by the white man, right? And you know, this is meant to be—they're meant to have a liberty, they're meant to have freedom, they're meant to have equality. As women should have equality as well. That's still a long, long battle as well. Um, and when are we going to 2020? you know when are we going to wake up and go we can't have these segments of black white this that we're all human beings trying to make a living and we have different cultures with our skin or our ethnicity or you know if we're immigrants of what we bring why can't we embrace each other in wonderment to want to learn each other's culture and be excited about learning it instead of looking at someone and being fearful by the color of their skin or the fact that they're homeless
1: you're right You say it very well. I mean, it's sad. It's because people need to be educated. It's all about education.
0: But don't you think it's also about heart ignition? You know, I mean, how can you really walk by? There was was an experiment done by someone. And he was on the street and he had a sign saying, need money for drugs. And people gave him money. Here you go, mate. You know, thanks for being honest. He then turned the sign over, need money to feed my daughter. And he had a little girl there. Cuddled up in his arms, both looking to shrivel. The only person who gave money was another homeless woman who the money she had made that day, she went and gave to them. Everybody else walked by. I don't want to see it. It's too embarrassing. I don't want to acknowledge it. What have we become? Never mind the politicians right now. What have we become as a human race that we can walk by people with such disdain and well, such lack of heart?
1: I think part of the problem is, is people are counting on their government, you know, it's sort of like it's the government's responsibility, not mine. I pay taxes. They need to deal with the problem. Yeah, they, Your you taxes going
0: to war machines. Yeah. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, no, let's face it, the entire system, you know, during the swamp, when we know what swamp he was talking about, um, We've got to look at the entire political system as a swamp at the present moment. It has to be stripped down and restructured. And you know, one of the things you've got to get rid of is anywhere where um, anybody has power or could be bought. You know, corporations, I mean, I just saw Home Depot gave 70 million to Trump's campaign. And I think it's Lowe's gave 200 million towards the people that are facing a crisis right now. So they don't become homeless. Who are you going to shop at, you know, so we can Vote and we can take action even by the organizations that we're supporting. And if we see that they're, they're buying the politicians. it doesn't mean they like them. They're buying them. Right. And if we're seeing they're buying them, then we can boycott them and say, we're not going to give you business.
1: Absolutely. We have
0: a voice, we have action, we've got to
1: use it. We have to use our influence. Yeah, we have to vote. That's a big part of it. And most a lot of people don't vote in this country.
0: So how could you get uh, I know, I mean, it's um, I I saw uh, um, another posting of someone saying, like, this is just all too much. I can't take it anymore. I'm just closing down and I'll wait until it's all finished. You know, you are throwing away what people have fought for, you know, black people, women, um, ethnic groups fought for the right to vote, fought for the right to have a voice and you are dismissing that altogether.
1: Very Good point. Very, very well stated. Yeah.
0: And, and it is your responsibility. Stop abstaining, burying your head in the sand because you are part of the problem. If you're not part of the solution, by your lack of participation you are part of the problem this is a human societal problem not just a new york state or american problem this is a global problem and it's not going to be resolved by turning our cheeks the other way and going i can't cope with it all right nobody's asking you to go in and fix everything but choose something choose something that you're going to do that can enable that can be a part of the solution because when we come together it's not just about protesting it's about the movement of coming together look how powerful we are empowering we are when we decide to come together to make change now why do the government wants to divide and pitch one against the other because the last thing they want to see is people united against the government
1: that is sad
0: it is sad but isn't it true
1: yeah I think you make some very, very good points.
0: Keep people divided, keep people hating, and then they can keep pulling the strings. Fear sells. I call it the CNN effect. They'll take a pimple and make it into a volcanic eruption. And we're seeing this right now with the garbage that people are buying and the hate rhetoric. I'm I'm seeing people that I know to be very successful and supposedly very intelligent coming out bashing people. Left, right, and center. And I think, would you do this to your mirror? Go and do what you've done, rhetoric that you've just given to someone else. Go and do it to your mirror. How do you feel? Do you feel good? Because understand, this is a reflection of your inside out. Right. So if you're so discontented, you're discontented inside. I suggest you do some work on that before you spew it out.
1: (laughs) So much anger out there.
0: (sighs) And, and it's it's destroying it's soul heart and literally physically destroying and we're in 2020 we are we are we have at our fingertips enlightenment in every language in the world and every country in the world we have just a click away enlightenment you know um, I don't know what to do, well, go and listen to a podcast, watch a TED Talk, look at the organizations that are doing something, ask questions. Is there something that moves you that you want to join? Just don't sit back and do nothing.
1: Oh, Amen. I I say that all the time to people. And they, you know, like people that complain, I go, well, get involved, do something. Yes. They won't.
0: Be Too the change work. you wish to seek, right? want to work for them. Someone yeah. else, yeah. So, I mean, why can't a polling station just literally be pulled up and put into some homeless places? I mean, what, does, what do you have to go through to get a polling station put places?
1: I don't think you'd have to go through a lot at all. I think it can be easily done. And I think it shows that you at least you're giving people who are homeless the right to be heard. Right. And voting is a, one of the, probably the single greatest way to be heard.
0: And let's, let's give them incentive. They get a hot meal with it you're not telling them how to vote, but you're saying, come and get a hot meal, and use your constitutional right to vote.
1: Absolutely. And vote those politicians out of office who aren't helping you.
0: Oh, boy, if that's a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said, you know, you know, in New York
1: City, there's 70,000 of them.
0: Oh, my God. And, and, it's, and it's, you know, you also look at the people that are in the positions they're in and go, you don't know anything about the subject. You know, like the 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 guy in charge of the postal, you know, woman was asking, what's the price of a stamp? You didn't know. You're in charge of the whole postal thing, you know, the education yeah. thing. Never, never educated or been educated. <laughs>
1: I mailed a check to Chicago four weeks ago, never received it. Then I sent it by special delivery through the post office. It was supposed to get there last Monday. They never received it. It's still in transit. Something is going on with that post office. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's not a, not a pretty sight right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've I've been waiting on a product for a week that should have been Prime Express and still lost in the post office, and they can't find it. So yeah, uh, it happens here too. Um, you know, we're seeing the spillage happening over here with you know people trying to pitch one against the other. And my comment to that was, "This is not America. We don't do that here." Um, right. You know, and and America shouldn't be doing it either. You know, if you're getting out there and you're spewing stuff at someone, shame on you. If you want to provide a solution, if you want to really ask questions to try and understand more, fine. But just spew, spew, spew. Like one guy had a sign about California, burn, California, burn, you're a blue state. I hope you all die. God is on our side. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What?
1: Terrible.
0: I mean, it's, it's, where is the humanity?
1: Wishing harm on other people. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. And justified. And I always say what comes around goes around. Oh, yeah. If do that, it's going to come right back to bite you.
0: Exactly. You know, you are a reflection of what you put out. And it's going to come back to you. And, you know, the other thing is we have a responsibility. Stop buying everything and start asking questions. You know, in somebody posts something. What was the one I watched? Um, Clinton Obama and and Tom Hanks are stealing babies to suck their blood in order to have longevity and it's just like and and you're believing it and you're believing it somebody put it up on the internet and uh, oh yeah it must be true Mm. right and and so people are not taking any responsibility for what they're buying what garbage they're buying they've just bought it the hysteria and it's they're out of control they've become addicts
1: if I don't, if I don't like a company, I don't buy from them. And I can tell exactly. you right now, I don't, I don't buy from Amazon mm-hmm. because they're putting all the little retailers out of business. Exactly. And try being my wife, who just wants to buy from her and I said, no, not in our house. You're right. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying yeah. anything from them. I don't order anything from them, um, and or support them because of the fact that um, they're putting all these little guys out of business, all the retailers. I don't like it.
0: No, and we can see like in our area, um, you know, we're an island that relies a great deal. It's government, but it's also the tourism. And of course, without the tourism this year, um, you know, it's and now where is the money for us to provide everything? And that means that we as a society have to step up and, you know, volunteer, 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 do what you can, where you can, however you can. But don't just sit back bitching, complaining or judging or shaming if you're not doing something to provide a solution. I don't care if it's an ounce or a yard, just do something.
1: Agreed. So
0: we've got to get the homeless out there voting. Um, maybe you should um, align with a few um, chefs uh, and, and, and food company and uh, maybe look at trying to get uh, you know uh, these polling stations, even one and rotate it in the different shelters over a week or whatever the case is and to say hot meal salvation army get them behind you hot meal come and vote and right. if they need if they need something then there could be some TVs there this is the trump rhetoric this is the biden rhetoric who has looked after you the most right then go make yeah. your decision and the thing is if we get the people together the inviters out here right now for all that's listening and whatever state you're in for the homeless people get your food people together salvation army whatever the case is get it into a homeless shelter get a polling booth in there give them a hot meal give them some education them on what for. to vote for and get them to vote give them the right and the dignity to
1: vote and you're looking at potentially 6 700,000 votes around the country or yes
0: more. and and we know how close you know things can get and they could be some very, very big, uh, big votes, and, and if you don't want to stay homeless, if you do want to see some job opportunities or retraining and some housing, then you're not going to see it with this current government. If you want mm-hmm. change, you can vote in the change. And then you can say to that change, we're not giving up, we're holding you accountable. We voted for you for change should be the change we seek. Exactly. If we don't speak out, they're just going to ignore us. We have to speak out.
1: Even when you speak out, they try to ignore us. But just got to keep speaking loud, louder and louder yep. and louder. Yes. Until we're heard.
0: And not give up, not give in. Be persistent. Keep it. Keep it respectful. Don't go down the same vicious, nasty avenue of hate that they have done. But it's about accountability and every single one of us can step up in some way or the other to help that accountability and help our fellow man that's fallen on hard times right i i know i lived out of my car and i didn't know where the next meal was coming from or where i was going of course i was in depression because of the loss of everything and i didn't know what was going to happen and you know fortunately I managed to get some other people to invest in our in our product at the time, but that still didn't mean that we were secure or safe, um, and you always feel vulnerable afterwards because you know, you know that it could happen again so very easily. So until you've walked a mile in that person's shoes, please don't pass judgment.
1: Uh, agreed. And now look at you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I've taken this for the last eight years and supported people like you who are not making a difference because we need people like you and we need people to get behind you be inspired by you and step into actionism
1: Absolutely, I agree with that wholeheartedly
0: so how do people get hold of you if they want to say look I'm I believe in what you're doing what can I do how you know can I be directed somewhere in doing something so how did they get hold of you how how can you help them help others
1: it's uh, www.centralparksivicassociation.com. associationcom They can contact us that way.
0: And they can sign up and volunteer or they can sure. inquire what's going on and, and be educated and uh, take that information back to their own community.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, we, we're, we're spending a lot of time on the homeless issue, but we also spend time on other issues that impact people in our communities in this city. I mean, if I don't get up and do something, nobody will. So yeah. I mean, I've done, I've done. I started doing these things when I became board president of my building, and helped a lot of crazy issues, including uh, helped. I got a restaurant put out of business because they were, because all the smoke from the restaurant was coming into our building, so I fought them. You know, with the, with the Department of Environmental Protection, and uh, so I'm, I'm a fighter. I fight.
0: And you know the. Human beings are worth fighting for. Dignity is worth fighting for.
1: Absolutely, I I fully agree with that,
0: We cannot turn a blind eye. You know, we may may not be able to get out there from the front headlines, but it doesn't matter. You know, you could be handing out bottles of water to the people that are on the march. Every single little thing counts, but just don't be complacent and don't turn your back on it, because we can't do that. you know the situation with covid um with as you said so many people going to be evicted and there aren't the jobs and they're not getting the government support how many are going to be on that street and again a statistic uh, of foster children 70 percent of foster children in the states end up in the prison system and the sexual trade this was three or four years ago so i'm sure it's even more now 150 billion dollars a year on the sex trade so when you're looking at the homeless and especially when you're looking at homeless of women and children you are going to see that them automatically become victims of that and we can't allow that you Can't
1: allow children to be in the street uh, mothers and their children to be in the streets like that at, yeah in this day and age and you can't just stick them in these shelters where they're so unsafe you yeah really yeah need to create these programs to help them off the streets and get them back on their feet again. Yes. And there's all the money we have.
0: I know. So much money. It's so mismanaged.
1: Horribly.
0: And, and it's, it's all patting, you know, the next one on the back and what can they gain from it? And, you know, I call it the ivory tower syndrome. They're up in their ivory tower, they're guilted gold everywhere. And they really don't care about the people who are maintaining their foundation that have built This tower for them. And at some point, there's going to be rebellion and they're going to be knocking off all that foundation and you're going to crumble and fall. Because if you don't take care of the people that are taking care of you, it's going to backfire on you. And we're going to see this all the elitists and all the ivory towers, they're going to come crumbling down.
1: We see it happening now in this country.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for stepping up and doing what you're doing. And, you know, um, as I said, Salvation Army, uh, restaurants, you know, in the neighborhoods, um, food banks, whatever, make a hot meal, invite them in, have a couple of TVs where they can watch what's going on, make a a choice for themselves, and then have a voting booth. And you can move this around to all the homeless shelters throughout your city and get that vote. There isn't any excuse. All we need is innovation.
1: Amen to that
0: thank you so much for being with us here today michael
1: my pleasure thank you so much and god bless you
0: yeah you too honey and remember please folks this isn't somebody else's problem it's everybody's problem it's the human race problem so get out and vote step up and be part of the solution that we need this isn't a la 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 it's going to go away this is it's going to to go away if you step up and do something about it so until next time folks bye for now we hope you enjoyed the show we look forward to bringing you more shows please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you we are here to make a difference in your life thank you for listening